0: Welcome brothers and sisters to Mormon Movie Reviews where LDS movie lovers belong. My name is d days and we will review Come Follow Me 1962. This has a running time of 25 minutes. As you can see, it says Deseret Sunday School General Board of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, if you look up in the archives here, the Deseret Sunday School Union was an auxiliary program of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that provided religious instruction, and the board was kind of an advisory council for this particular union. It was discontinued uh, a few years after this film was made. Now, your synopsis. This is a film about uh, a Christian family who learns to love their neighbors as themselves. If you want to get in touch with me, uh, my email is uh, Reviews at gmail.com. Now, this review works best if you've seen this film before, though that is not required. This is the best version of this film that I could find. It's coming from the hard to find Mormon videos and of course, uh, producer once again, Wetzel Whitaker.
1: This is a predominantly Christian city in a Christian country. And like any other city in the world, it has its problems. As we look down on this one small corner of the earth's surface, we sense that these problems are tremendously complex. For here- Complex?
0: Well, I thought it was Simple.
1: Search, ponder, and pray. For here are thousands of families striving to work out their salvation. But we are not primarily concerned here with the crime and violence that regularly make the headlines. Because it is not these flagrant violations of Christian behavior at which we now look. But rather, the little evidences of unchristian-like behavior that show up in so many of us.
0: Are you talking about microaggressions? You know, I don't know a lot about all the social justice stuff, but I'm pretty sure that white male is now only used as a microaggression. So I think that's what I think that's microaggression. I think that's what he's talking about. Those little things that show up in us. Hey, it's Larry, Curly and Mo. Now, I love how she made her dress out of the drapes. That's that's a nice touch. What's wrong, Mom? Well, I thought I saw a black Mormon missionary outside, and then it hit me. Phew, there aren't any black Mormon missionaries. What a relief.
2: Do you hear someone sawing?
0: No. Hey, Shirley Temple. I didn't know she was LDS. Oh, no.
2: Oh
0: no, what, Mother? That Mr. Chapman is cutting the tree again. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. You know, this is the original, uh, like, Kevin McAllister, oh, Macaulay Culkin, uh, Home Alone meme. Oh, oh no.
2: Uh
0: oh. We got some bad music here.
2: Clayton, do you know what Mr. Chapman's doing? No, what? He's Uh-oh. cutting on the cherry tree again. What?
3: That tree that shades our living room? Yes. Yeah. not it. Watch
0: your language. Do we
3: depend on that tree for shade during the summer months.
0: Hey, Clayton, consider the lilies. Take no thought for the morrow.
3: I think he takes a fiendish delight in doing this to us. The last time I called him on it, he nearly threw me off the property. Well,
0: Clayton, I think it's time to rebuke him with the holy priesthood. But, uh, Clayton, you may want to keep that apron on. If you get my drift, I'm, j- I'm just saying.
3: He Threw me off the property. Well, just let him try it this time, the big ox. Now, Clayton,
2: just calm down. It isn't that important.
0: Oh, just because
3: that cherry tree trunk is six inches over the property line there's no reason for him to think that he can do anything he wants to it. We'll see about it. Oh, boy, there's going
0: to be a fight. Come on. Yeah. Not going to be a fight. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Just getting good.
3: Jeff, what in the world are you doing?
0: Oh, only that which has been done in other trees.
3: (laughs) What are you tearing those branches out for? Now look here, Reynolds, this is my tree and I'll do what I want with it. You know they give our house shade in the afternoon. Besides, they're just growing back from the last time you butchered them.
4: I'm just trying to improve the shape so
3: that you'll have better shade later. Besides, I'm only doing it for your benefit. Yeah, that's what you said last time, and we nearly fried all summer, thanks to your pruning genius. You're a big hell.
1: Well, here we go again. If it isn't the tree, it's the dog and the lawn, or the children running over the flower beds, or something else. It's been this way ever since the Chapmans moved in, over three years ago. They got off to a bad start when their moving van made ruts in Clayton's lawn. and The two families have been more or less out of step ever since. The pity of it is that the Chapmans came from out of state and are not
0: members of the church. Yeah, you know, that is a pity. Everyone should be members of the church, especially if the Chapmans want to be with their families after they die. Yeah, that is a pity. And except
1: for business friends, have very little contact with the community, largely due to the unhappy frictions they've had with their neighbors, the Reynolds.
3: Driving mean nuts just because there's a line for heaven... Well, she's gassed up, ready to go. Who wants to take her up? I want to! Tell you what I'll do. I'll get it up in the air and make sure that the controls are working okay, and then I'll let each one of you take a turn. How's that?
0: Yeah, my dad used to make these planes when I was a kid. He was a pilot, and uh, he liked to make these little trains and little planes when he was a kid. Uh, You know, and come to think of it, my dad, he didn't like his neighbors either.
4: Get in here and take her over
5: no. yes yeah, I'm it yeah, a little more on the level.
0: Cut it out, Billy! You'll
2: crash! <laughs> oh, boy. You nuthead! What in the world did you do that for? I didn't even get a chance to fly it.
4: Cut it
3: out now, jet Cut it out. It was an accident.
2: It was not an accident. Billy did it on purpose. He did. I know he did. I did not do it on purpose. Just got out of control,
0: that's all. These kids sound worse than Spencer W. Kimball after uh, an entire General Conference weekend after his last Sunday afternoon General Conference talk.
2: Oh, yeah, that's what you always say. You've butchered it up just like the last time.
3: I don't know what's gotten into you two lately. You're ready to bite each other's head off at the drop of a hat. Uh-oh,
0: Clayton. You know they give
3: our house shade in the afternoon? Besides, they're just growing back from the last time you butchered them. let's look at the airplane it's not in too bad a shape i think we can have her back up in the air in no time come on we'll take her home and patch her up
0: oh at least we're going to church now that looks like a solid solid church setting there i like that there's no cross now this is our first uh, look here at uh, bryce chamberlain he was in man's search for happiness and he has 90 films to his credit. Most importantly, he played Jehovah in the 1969 Mormon Temple Endowment film.
5: One of the most profound, yet perhaps the least practiced of all of the principles of the gospel, that of loving our enemies. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said this, ye have heard that it hath been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you,
0: She's wearing the exact same blouse.
5: (laughs) Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you.
0: Now, this is uh, Matthew chapter five, verse 43 and 44. And uh, Jesus' long list of reversals in uh, chapter five concludes with this one. The Old Testament does indeed command us to love our neighbors as ourselves in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. However, it seems like the religious leaders during Jesus' Jesus's time, we're also teaching that it might be permissible, even mandatory, to hate one's enemies, specifically speaking about Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. So here, Jesus is again declaring that God's intent for righteousness is that it should, you should go beyond selfishness and legalism. It implies something much more difficult uh, and more like being like God himself.
5: Now, I think you'll all agree that compared with obeying the word of wisdom, paying our tithing, and keeping the other commandments, all quite difficult of achievement, by the way, this matter of turning the other cheek it's the commandment that really separates the saints from the sinners
0: it's interesting that he says that that's what separates the saints from the sinners but um as far as you know treating others kindly like jesus would that's that's not a showstopper however coffee is a showstopper or as i like to call it um lucifer's bean
5: <laughs> for myself if i could do this regularly and do it cheerfully, along with all the other things of course I believe I might stand a good chance of reaching the celestial
0: kingdom. If I could do all this and do it cheerfully, and along with all the other things, he only then believes that he could stand a good chance of reaching the celestial kingdom. I mean, talk about hedging your bets here. And if you think about all the other things that he's talking about, somebody put together 613 uh, rules for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Let's just uh, randomly select one. Well, number 140, use your time wisely. I've heard that before. Uh, 226 members who are married in the temple and have children are ideal. Yes, I've heard that. I've heard that before. Number 378, after you move into a home, a priesthood holder should dedicate it to the Lord. Yeah. So there's a lot of things here that uh, Bryce has got to do. And even if he does all that, then he believes that he only has a good chance of reaching the celestial kingdom.
5: For this is altogether a rare attribute and probably the supreme test of a real practicing Christian. How about it? Have any of you had experience in this forgiving and forgetting business? Well, it's my guess that some of you may have done this, but because it's kind of personal, may not feel inclined to talk about it. Now, even though this commandment is admittedly difficult to obey, there's no reason to assume that it's impossible of achievement. Besides, there are some very practical reasons why we should forgive our enemies. In our lesson manual here, we're reminded that anger and revenge spurred by hate for an enemy cause tensions in us that destroy our mental equilibrium.
0: Let's go back and look at the other blouse. Okay, look at that one, and let's go back. You tell me if this is the same dress or not. Boom. Uh, looks like...
5: <laughs> he, Jesus advised us to forgive our enemies, he did it with our happiness in view. He was fully aware of the injurious nature of nursing hatreds. He knew he wasn't asking us to do the impossible. His many invitations in the scriptures to follow me were made for the express purpose of making life easier and more worthwhile. And comes as a specific charge to all who would be practicing Christians.
0: Yes, and according to Doctrine and Covenants section 76, most of those practicing Christians are headed straight for the terrestrial kingdom.
5: I've asked Brother Allred to read what Jesus had to say in Mark 8 and the 34th verse.
3: Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take
5: up his cross and follow me. Thanks, Brother Allred. Now let's have Sister Reynolds read something from the Book of Mormon. See if we can not agree with Nephi when he made this well-known statement.
0: Finally, the most correct of any book on earth.
2: I will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded. For I know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them that they may accomplish the thing which he commanded them.
0: Yeah, commanded them. So maybe her husband should kill their neighbor. Because the scripture in the Book of Mormon was in direct relation, was a direct commandment from Nephi regarding the killing of Laban. You know, so if I put these together, I I think I'm seeing something here. I think this movie is about to take a twist. It's about to get good.
5: Yeah. That's fine sister Reynolds, thank you. Now class, will you accept this challenge? Learn to like someone who has wronged you? Will you make an honest conscious effort to resolve any differences you may have had
0: uh, This uh, forgiveness uh, so-called forgiveness challenge is uh, it seems to make the rounds every couple of years. in fact, not at this general conference but at the general conference before last April general Conference six months ago, President Nelson pleaded for a conflict to end and a positive spiritual momentum to increase by doing a so-called forgiveness challenge as well. He promised increased spiritual strength if you would end a conflict in your life, much like we saw Bryce Chamberlain, who uh, plays the part of Ralph in this movie. He issued a similar challenge.
3: Well, it might work at that.
2: What might work, Mommy? Something, Sally, something. Oh, Jonathan, my darling, I'll never, never doubt you again.
4: Yes, Peggy, and we'll never, never fight again, will we? Oh,
2: Jonathan, if I had only known... Promise me it'll always be this
5: way. I promise, sweetheart.
0: You know, I didn't. I didn't expect to see the Alreds watching late-night Cinemax alone without the kids.
3: These pot boilers <laughs> sure have to wind up in a hurry to reach a happy ending. Three minutes ago, they were throwing the kitchen sink at each other.
2: Oh, speaking of the kitchen sink, I should have been doing my dishes instead of watching this silly show.
0: That's right. Get back in the kitchen where you belong, Sister Allred.
3: Things sure aren't that way in real life. Can you imagine Chapman and me patching up our differences in that short a time?
2: Well, that reminds me. Have you thought any more about last Sunday's lesson?
0: Oh, no, I haven't been thinking about the lesson. Actually, I've been doing a lot of research into the Mountain Metal Massacre. It's really fascinating how religion can be used to justify horrible atrocities. I killed them all. They're all dead. Not just the men, but the women and children, too.
3: Yes, as a matter of fact, I have. Oh, okay. A lot of good sense in what Ralph said. (laughs) I guess I just don't know where to begin with that knothead Chapman.
2: Well, wouldn't one of the first places be to stop thinking of him as a knothead?
3: I didn't realize how little Christianity I had in me.
0: A Mormon who admits that there's very little Christianity in him? That's very shocking.
3: (laughs) I guess I've always found it easier to live under the old law of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth.
2: That's one of the things the Savior came to change.
3: Yes, I know. (laughs) Say, how about asking them over to dinner?
0: Yeah, we can spring the missionaries on them while they're here. And I've got this great church pamphlet about the dangers of satanically inspired contraception that I'm sure that they're going to find really useful.
2: Without preliminaries of some kind? I just don't think they'd accept why they'd turn us down flat. This feud's been going on too long to be healed with a simple invitation to dinner.
3: Yeah, I guess you're right. Say, wait a minute. You've never been involved in any kind of an argument with Mrs. Chapman. Why couldn't you make the initial approach?
0: I would, but my strict Mormon upbringing teaches me that I'm not allowed outside the kitchen. Unless it's for a quick trip to the supermarket, church, or to do uh, quasi-masonic rites in a huge mega-castle.
2: Uh-uh. I'll do everything I can to help, but this is your battle. You know this is a man's world we live in, and this is something that has to be done at the summit.
0: <laughs> a man's world? Yeah, it has to be done at the summit. Not way, way, way down here, where simple, ignorant women like me, who can't even hold the priesthood, have to hang out.
3: You know, I believe I'd get into a lot more hot water than I do if I didn't have you to ride hurt on me occasionally. But you know, honey, if I were to admit that women did have a place in the world, wouldn't you reconsider...
0: If I were to admit that women have a place in the world, I'm not sexist. Sexism is wrong. And being wrong, that's for for women. Come on, man.
2: You clown. The answer is no. Now you get to work on a plan of some kind, and I'll back you up on the kitchen level, and then maybe we'll get someplace.
0: So much uh, for following her priesthood leadership. But at least she's following the inspired counsel of some uh, recent church leaders like uh, M. Russell Ballard. Now, don't talk too uh, too much in those council meetings. Just straighten the brethren out quickly and move the work on. We're building the kingdom. So, yeah, she just she straightened him out quick and then she left. That's good. Or uh, Jean uh, Bigman uh, at the women's conference. We as women tend to be sometimes shrill or demanding or stubborn. When we ask that question that the apostles asked of the Savior, "Is it I?" That's a really good place to start. So she's on, she's on a good track here. <laughs> Wait a minute, what did she put in this cherry? It's absolutely disgusting. Ugh. Yes, we're
4: planning an early vacation this year. As a matter of fact, we'll be leaving before the end of the month. We'll be gone for a little over three weeks. We're going down into old Mexico. I always wanted to see Mexico City.
0: Let me know if you find Sarah Hemlo while you're down there.
4: You, have a good trip bring me back some of those real Mexican hot peppers see you later Harry uh, adios amigo
3: oh hello Reynolds hi Chapman I couldn't help but overhear your conversation just now I wondered if maybe I could take care of your lawn while you're away We're not vacationing in the fall. Oh, that won't be necessary. I've already arranged for
4: the boy to take care of the yard, the same one I had last year. Thanks.
0: Uh Uh-oh, you know what? Somebody's got to take care of this Knothead Chapman. Seems like a perfect time for a blood atonement. Wow, jehovah his own yard? Who knew?
5: Oh, hello. hello there, neighbor. Hi, Ralph. Uh, couldn't get your wife to mow it, huh? <laughs> no, she says I was the one that needed the exercise. I tell you, these old push sure will give it to you. <laughs> say, Ralph, you remember that lesson
3: you gave us last Sunday on loving our enemies? Uh-huh. Well, I've been giving it a lot of thought, and I've decided to try it out on my neighbor Chapman. Oh? Has he been giving you some more grief? Well, let's just say that we've had a few differences of opinion. Perhaps the fault is partly mine. The fact remains that there's been very little cordiality between us. And this is a real opportunity for you to put the lesson to a test, isn't it? Yes, and that's why I came over. I can't remember any part of the lesson that dealt with specific ways of doing it. Seems to me it pointed out why we should turn the other cheek, but it didn't say how to go about it.
0: That's a good question. So I would personally suggest that you uh, go ahead and read uh, some of the... uh... Uh, diaries of Porter Rockwell. You know, he was pretty good at problem solving. (laughs) Uh, that's That's where I would start.
5: Well, the Sermon on the Mount clearly indicates the steps we should take, but it's difficult to deal with all the cures in our limited Sunday morning lesson time.
3: Well, that may be true, but I just made a stab at reconciliation and was told to go jump in the lake. What do
0: I do now? We keep coming back to this, and I think that all that Chapman really needs now is a good blow to Toma. You've given, it, uh, you've given it the good college try.
5: Well, I guess this isn't something that's going to be healed in just one try. It'll take considerable perseverance. I suppose so. I was hoping someone could help me with some shortcuts.
0: Well, then you could put his name on the prayer roll. That is a scientifically proven method to obtain divine results.
3: I don't want to stumble around in the dark on this thing. Couldn't we pose my problem as a hypothetical case next Sunday and see what the class comes
0: up with? Absolutely not. We follow the Harold B. Lee-approved Correlated Curriculum Manual, and we don't stray. We hold on to the iron rod.
5: Yeah, I think this is important enough to take another Sunday on. Bring me up to date on the details, and we'll work on it. Even though I tried to placate his so-called enemy, the first approach resulted in a rebuff. It was clear that this neighbor was not going to be a pushover. Now. Do you think that this offer of a service was a good first approach?
0: No. He should have left several copies of the Book of Mormon with Chapman. We need to strengthen our stride and flood the earth with the Book of Mormon. Have you heard about our Lord Jesus Christ? That's what I would do.
5: Yes, Sister Rogers.
2: No. I believe that the offer of a service would place the neighbor under an obligation, if he should accept it. And I doubt if he'd be in any mood to assume such an obligation.
5: Okay. What do you think, Brother Hanson? I feel he refused because of the unexpectedness of the offer. Most of us have a defense mechanism that operates almost automatically. We become adept at offering plausible excuses when we haven't had the opportunity to think a proposition through.
0: Yeah, we become adept at offering plausible excuses. Yeah, like for example... Plausible excuse. Marrying a 14-year-old was perfectly normal in the 1830s. Or, or maybe Joseph Smith didn't sleep with all of his 35 wives. Or, or maybe the lack of American Indian DNA is all just a big QAnon conspiracy. Plausible excuses. I'm with you.
5: This man might have accepted this offer, perhaps gratefully, if he'd only had time to see it coming. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? Seems then that we should be slow to make up as well as slow to anger. <laughs> yes, Sister Chapel.
2: I think our sympathies are naturally with the one who's seeking the reconciliation. But we should also try to see the situation through the eyes of the neighbor. You know, the practice of empathy. I think he must have some justification for feeling that the other man is an enemy and might be naturally suspicious of any overtures of friendship, especially if they came straight out of the blue.
5: This is another testimonial for the take-it-easy line of thinking, isn't it? We mustn't forget, however, that the sudden jump off the deep end approach might work. But are there any other ideas? Okay, Dr. Fisher. How about engineering a situation which would place the neighbor in a position to render you a service instead of receiving one? Thereby, the obligation would fall upon you. Instead of offering to take care of his lawn, ask him to take care of yours. Yeah, especially if more. <laughs> <laughs> Now this has possibilities, doesn't it? We all know that the secret to real happiness is in doing things for others.
0: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the uh, Nancy Rigdon happiness letter.
5: Perhaps such an arrangement would soften the neighbor's heart toward his supposed enemy. Are there any
0: other suggestions? Yeah, whenever I'm in a pickle, I always think about the inspired life of Joseph Smith and try to incorporate his uh, celestial life into what I do. So based on uh, Brother Joseph's godly example, I think that um, that uh, Ralph should uh, propose marriage to one of Chapman's uh, underage daughters, preferably while Chapman is far away on a business trap.
5: No? Well, I have a suggestion to throw into the hopper. As you know, I'm an attorney.
0: For Curtin McConkie?
5: I come into contact with a lot of people who are angry with one another. Believe me, I know what hatred and misunderstanding can do. Now... If I were in a position of wanting to make peace with my neighbor, I believe I would go to him privately and lay my cards on the table.
0: Playing cards are evil.
5: I would point out that to go on behaving as we had in the past would never bring us closer together. It would, on the contrary, only widen the gap of misunderstanding between us. I wouldn't ask too much of him at this time. I merely suggest that we both overlook the past and try to work toward a better relationship in the future. Don't think this is any time to start issuing dinner invitations. That could come later. Now, there's good scriptural support for this direct approach in the Bible.
0: At least she has a new outfit on.
5: If thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. <laughs>
0: And most of all, don't forget to pay your full tithing on uh, on gross, not net.
3: I'll say, Ralph. In fact, I think you helped me the most. I like the direct approach best, but I think it'll be a matter of careful timing.
5: There's no doubt about that. You'll know when you're ready. The trick will be to know when Chapman is in a receptive mood. Thanks, Ralph. Good luck.
1: the next few days clayton paid more than the usual attention to the comings and goings of the chapman household he was looking for a propitious time for his talk with george chapman the whole family made it a matter of special mention in their daily prayers
0: she's got the same dress she's only got two outfits this wardrobe department
1: needs to be fired seeking inspiration for this important action as so often happens The opportunity came from a most unexpected quarter.
0: Yeah, so we're at the Rotary meeting here, and I just, everyone here is all white, all straight, all cisgender, all male. Gosh, I miss those days.
5: (laughs) Gentlemen, if I may have your attention, we'll go on with our meal, but first I would like to introduce our guest speaker, Mr. George Chapman plant manager of Valley View Electronics Corporation.
1: More
5: about Mr. Chapman later. Let's go on with our lunch.
4: This is an electronic age, an age in which no progressive business firm can afford to use stone age methods when their nearest competition is using the latest electronic aids. Uh, Gentlemen, our economy is on the upswing, and it is going there with the aid of electronics. Thank you.
3: Hello there, Chapman. George, I want to thank you for a most stimulating talk. Uh, I thought that you were in the electronics business, but I didn't know exactly what area. Uh, Well, thanks. Yes, I've been in this kind of work for more than 20 years. Sort of grew up in it. I wonder if I might drop over one of these evenings and get your advice on the utilization of computers on our inventory control.
0: Yeah, I also need advice about how we can use computers to find uh, Holocaust victims so that we can baptize them for the dead in LDS temples.
3: We've been toying with the idea, but frankly, we just haven't known whom to
4: turn to for advice. Why, yes, that's one of my favorite subjects. As a matter of fact, uh, any night's okay with me if it suits you better than the office. Except Thursday, that's my bowling
3: night. Fine. I'd sure appreciate it. Uh, How about Monday? That's all right. See you
4: there, then. Thanks.
0: Now, remember, Family Home Evening has been around since 1915. But it was Joseph Fielding Smith who made Family Home Evening on Monday night. So we're in 1962, so that was before 1970. Much
3: better appreciation of the problem. Enough so that I think I can begin formulating some proposals. It'll mean a big change in our operation, an expensive one at that. But as you say, I think in the long run it'll pay for
4: itself. Well, you know, automation is here to stay, Reynolds. As the saying goes, if you can't lick 'em,
0: join 'em. Join 'em? Hey, you want to join the Mormon Church?
4: You know, uh,
3: that quotation reminds me of something I've been wanting to get off my chest for a long time. Oh, what's that?
0: Well, I think he's been wanting to get off uh, um, this. Uh, uh, do you know what the uh, Masonic pass script of a fellow craft is? or or the worshipful master, or the senior deacon. This is what I've been wanting to talk to you. Do you know about any of this stuff? Because it's very, very important.
3: Well, we all regret that our families haven't been better friends and neighbors. I've been to blame and have said some things that have kept us apart and suspicious of one another. I want to apologize and hope that you can find it in your heart to forgive those things that are past.
0: Well, Reynolds... I would try to forgive those things but it's just been really hard living for these last three and a half years next to a neighbor whose church teaches that black people were less valiant in the pre-existence cursed by god and unfit for the priesthood if you could just disavow those white supremacist doctrines i'm sure that we could be better friends and our families too
4: you know clayton i admire your spunk. I've many times felt that I ought to do just exactly what you've done tonight, but I just haven't had the nerve to pocket my pride and admit that I've been ornery at times.
3: Well, I haven't exactly been an angel myself.
4: Well, you know, I'm glad you came over tonight. Sure, let's bury that hatchet, especially the one that chops on that cherry tree out there and we'll get along just fine. Good, George. Been
3: wanting to do that for a long time.
1: Just as one man can war against another, so we find nations ready to do likewise on an enormous
0: scale. You got to watch out for them, that's for sure.
1: But even as the gospel of Jesus Christ can solve the problems of man to man disagreements, so it also has the power to bring nations together in love and harmony.
0: Yes, the gospel can bring those nations together in love and harmony, as long as those nations are not African because we don't send missionaries to Africa, we don't send even senior church leaders to Africa, and I'm sure you can understand why.
1: Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. The hope of the world lies in our actively following the pattern set by the master, and in such thoughts as those expressed by Marcia in family
2: prayer. And we thank the Heavenly Father that Daddy and Mr. Chapman now have become friends. Help us to remember that friendship is more important than trees.
0: Yes, definitely. Friendship is absolutely more important than trees, uh, unless that tree has no figs on it. If that uh, tree doesn't have figs when um, Jesus walks by, now, yeah, we got a big problem here. We got a big problem.
2: And we want to be worthy to have like friendship in all we do. And unless we love one another, then
0: we are not worthy of that friendship. There you have it, folks. We have That's Follow Me right there. 1962, kind of a short film. Let's look at a couple of the uh, comments here. Filmed in 1962, still good for today. Christian city in a Christian country, not anymore, not anymore. I think you're right about that. This is an extremely run-of-the-mill church film. I mean, it's got a solid overall message of kindness and humility, and it's absolutely great if you're having difficulty going to sleep at night, then uh, I would highly recommend this film. Now, (laughs) thanks so much for joining me for the Mormon Movie Reviews, where LDS movie lovers belong. Join me uh, next time for another episode of the Mormon Movie Reviews, where we will be reviewing the Saratob approach. So long.